0: Welcome to the Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer. Join us as Deb talks with her guests, experts in their fields, as they share real-life stories and techniques to power up your business.
1: Good morning. Good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving professionals the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And today we have a guest on that I absolutely promise is just going to be fascinating and provide tons of information. And it's one of those things that, yet again, I know nothing about. You know, that's so that's always fun. I love speaking with guests when I don't have knowledge about it, but I have this. Desire to know about it, um, and so now that I've really piqued everyone's interest, please join me in welcoming Vincenzo Velamina to our program today. Welcome, Vincenzo.
0: Thank you so much for having me.
1: You know, I just I, half the fun I have having you on is I just love saying Vincenzo.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I like it too. I know. I thank my my parents every day for that name, honestly.
1: I love it. Um, So, let me tell people just a little bit about you. So, Vincenzo is an American CPA and the managing partner of Online Taxman. And before we lose everybody right there, I promise this is still very interesting. Um, He's managing partner of Online Taxman, which offers completely secure and online tax preparation services, including an online document exchange and upload system and utilization of modern communication technologies. And the company is actually all about expats and people who are not in the United States and how they are to pay their taxes so that's why i find this so interesting so right now vincenzo lives in medellin colombia and he has extensive experience in both tax preparation and advising clients in accounting and financial transactions he has big 4 audit and corporate accounting experiences during his time with price waterhouse coopers and was involved in fortune 100 audit engagements and m&a transactions giving him the knowledge to perform analysis in valuation, corporate finance, and technical accounting issues. More recently, Vincenzo has served as partner in Four Corners, Inc., focusing on individuals and businesses for accounting and tax preparation matters, as well as advising high net worth individuals in private equity investing. So now that I've piqued your interest, welcome to the program, Vincenzo.
0: Thank you so much. I, I swear, everyone, I'm the most interesting accounting in the world.
1: You know, it really and and it's one of those things where I think accountants really do get a bad rap. You and I were talking about my accountant before we started the program and I love her. Yeah. I think she's one of the greatest people in the world, um, you know, and, and but part of it is that you have a passion for what you do. You know, and and right. so that comes through, and we've talked about that on numerous programs of mine. Is you know you and you know there is that saying. It's if it's if you love what you're doing, it's not a job. Well. Pfft. It's still a job. You know, we still have to earn money. There are parts of it that we don't like, like hiring, firing, invoicing, all those various things. Well, you probably like invoicing. (laughs) But, you know, you do. And and I could just tell by looking at your website, which is onlinetaxman.com, that you do have a passion for what you do and for helping people. So let's kind of start at the beginning. What is an expat? Because I think we all kind of have an idea of what it is, but I'm, I'm guessing great many of us really don't know. So what is an expat?
0: No, sure. I mean, an expat is really someone that's that's living outside of their country, right? So for us, okay. it's, it's people, uh, you know, Americans that live abroad, right, mm-hmm. as opposed to what, what's known as an INPAT, right, which is actually foreigners that are coming into our country for, okay. for, for work. Um, and yeah, obviously we, we, we help both of them because it's just kind of the whole international, mm-hmm. right. uh, tax scheme, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that, that's sort of the basic definition.
1: Okay. So it is, it is, you know, for our purposes for this program, it's an American who's living elsewhere, either temporarily or mm-hmm. permanently who retain right. their U.S. citizenship, correct?
2: Correct. Okay. Exactly.
1: Now, can they have dual citizenship? And does, did I just like really add like 900 layers to this conversation by that? <laughs>
0: No, I mean, no, they could definitely have, have dual citizenship. Okay. Um, I mean, I think the biggest thing is, is basically if you're an American citizen or a green card holder, you have to file taxes, uh, no matter where you live in the world. Right. And that, that rule is actually very, uh, a very unique rule, meaning like, you know, other people from other countries, like Germany, France, you're mm-hmm. anywhere really. Um, if they live, if they leave their home country and kind of give up their sort of residency, not mm-hmm. their citizenship, but their residency in that country, they don't have long, no longer have to file local taxes, but the U S um, you know, for whatever reason uh, and the only other country or one of the only other countries that also does this is, is a place called Eritrea, which I don't even know if you, or oh. I know where it is. Do you know where it is?
1: Not a clue. And they weren't in the yes. Olympics recently. See, that's how I always know where other countries no. are.
0: <laughs> yeah, totally. Well, they, they're an African country. So okay. yeah, they're not, they don't have a lot of snow there. So there's no, ah, that's they don't lie. have the winter. No bobsledders. But, um, yeah, but uh, but yeah, I mean that's the thing. It's a very unique rule uh, that the U.S. has as far as having their citizens uh, declare taxes, no matter where they live. Mm-hmm. And so we we kind of help people with that, and even Americans that live in the U.S. that have foreign investments. I mean, any anything that kind of touches the sort of international tax perspective, right. we we help with people.
1: You know, and part of the reason why I really wanted to have you on is mm-hmm. I have a great number of foreign listeners you know when i look at the statistics for the program and and the number of times it's Mm -hmm. downloaded and where it kind of averages between 20 and 25 percent of the downloads are people who are not in the united states so Uh, you know some of them i'm sure are are citizens of those countries that they live in but i'm guessing that some are also expats so you know that's why i think this is very interesting and then of course there's probably quite a few of us that that think, ooh, woulda coulda, I, we'd love to, you know, and, and so part of it is, you know, we we need to know those things.
0: Yeah, yeah, I know exactly. I mean, I think it's it's one of the more important things as far as figuring out, you know, what you need to do, and then also potentially uh, benefiting from it. I mean, there's mm-hmm. actually a lot of benefits uh, tax wise for living
1: abroad. Right. Mm. Hmm. You know, and, and then the other is, you know, people that are not U.S. citizens who invest in the U.S. You know, clearly they're going to have to pay taxes. We're probably not mm-hmm. going to talk too much about those, but that is somebody that, that you would work with. Exactly. Great. Exactly. Well, you know, you, you went to school at University of Michigan. And, you know, and, and I'm assuming what well, you you had said, you know, you were an expat. So you are a, a U.S. citizen. How the heck did you decide that this was what you wanted to, to get into?
0: You know, that's a that's a good question. Honestly, I, I don't I don't think I would have ever thought I'd be doing this today when I would like looked at my younger self. Mm-hmm. But really, what happened was I you know I've always been an entrepreneur, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of what what drives me. And I, I, when I was working in New York, I worked, you know, like you you said, I mean, I worked at PwC, right? Mm-hmm. So I worked at kind of the big four typical accounting experience where they they kind of burn you out. Mm-hmm. And then um, I worked in finance. I thought finance was going to be my sort of dream job and you know, making the big bucks on Wall Street, et cetera. And then, um, you know, 2008 happened, or like the crisis. Mm-hmm. And even though I didn't lose my job, um, you know, I was still making money and it was fine. But, you know, my role changed. And, you know, it was just kind of at that point um, where I wasn't uh, I wasn't enamored with what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know what? Uh, I just need to get out of town. Mm-hmm. And uh, at that point, I left New York and I moved down to, uh, to Buenos Aires, Argentina. And uh, it was really just this sort of you know adventure like let me learn mm-hmm. Spanish, right. let me figure out my life. Um and um and you know, I'd end up staying there and mm-hmm. and 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 you know just falling in love with with Buenos Aires and and the culture down there. And um, you know, the only sort of skill that I had at that point that I said, you know, like I could you know, potentially use was hey, I have this sort of tax background. Mm-hmm. Um at the time, um, or I should say when I was living in New York, even like working, I was always kind of doing, you know, friends and, and acquaintances taxes, you know, as a, as a side, mm-hmm. as a little side business, right? And um, when I got down to Buenos Aires, I was like, well, this is, you know, this is obviously something I could do online. I mean, even in New York, I wasn't, you know, I was meeting, I wasn't even meeting like half the clients, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I would, you know, we're in the same city, but it was like, you know, everyone's so busy doing right. their own thing. And mm-hmm. You know, no, some people don't really care to meet, right? They just email you the docs, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So I said, let me, let me kind of continue to go down that sort of path as far as online tax preparation. Um, and then at the same time, living in Buenos Aires, I just saw the need for that net niche market of, of mm-hmm. expat taxes. And, uh, you know, that's where it kind of dawned on me, hey, this, this could actually be a good idea to focus on the expat market. Um, and, and, yeah, built the website you know, started doing Google AdWords and and started um, actually doing uh actually doing taxes mm-hmm. um, for, for expats living abroad. And then, you know, from there, it just kind of snowballed.
1: Right. Um, yeah, because you yeah. have several employees, several locations, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and again, it, it's a digital world. You know, as long as somebody's got internet access, it, it pretty much they can, can communicate with you.
0: You know, that's it. I mean, and, and, and listen, I mean, there's also just, you know, we, we have a lot of clients in, uh, you know, random areas, you know what I mean, parts of Africa, South America, you know, Europe for that matter, and uh, they don't have a local tax person, right? Mm-hmm. So they're really forced to go online and, right. and do it online. Um, so obviously we, we try and make it as easy as possible to mm-hmm. upload their documents and, of course, you know, communicating via email, Skype, WhatsApp, you know, all these sort of ways mm-hmm. to uh, communicate with people and, and make sure that they're, uh, they're taken care of.
1: Right. You know, and and one of the things that shouldn't come as a surprise to people but may is the fact that when they're not working in the United States, so they're working in Colombia, they're working in Australia, they're working, you know, wherever – if they're a U.S. citizen, they still have U.S. taxes. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
1: And, yeah. you know, and, and I think a lot of people assume, Hey, you know, I'm going to be a digital nomad. I love that concept. You know, if, if I were yeah. younger, I would be a digital nomad, but my dogs and my cats and my husband probably wouldn't like that. Um, <laughs> but, you know, we all kind of assume, Oh, well, you know, we're, we're living abroad. So whatever money we make now, we might pay, you know, whatever the local taxes are there, but we, we f- kind of assume and obviously incorrectly that we still have a US obligation. Mhm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean I think that's the, the biggest thing is is people uh you know again people think that if they're living outside the US they don't have to pay taxes they don't have to file and that's um that's completely uh you know inaccurate, right? Mm-hmm. I mean just to kind of break it down if you if if you're single and you make over around I think it's 10,300 or 10,600 it changes but if you make over that amount, then you have to file. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're married filing jointly and you make over 20600 mm-hmm. then you have to file. And if you're an independent contractor, right, you get 1099 miscellaneous, um, Then uh, and, and, and you make over $600, then you have to file. Mm-hmm. Right? So those are kind of the, the thresholds. But, you know, the, like I said, the big thing about people that are, you know, living abroad or even that are digital nomads is that you do uh, qualify for something called the foreign earned income exclusion. Okay. And what that means is that, um, you are allowed to, uh, you you do not have to pay tax income tax on the first a hundred thousand dollars of income. Oh, so, you know, for people that, uh, you know, that are, um, you know, again, living and working in another country or mm-hmm. re- residing there, et cetera. They, 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 they could file their tax return to, uh, in order to, to, to claim that exemption and not mm-hmm. have to pay, uh, Tax on that first hundred thousand. Of course, if they make over it, you know they have to pay. Or mm-hmm. if they're, you know, earning other sort of passive income, um, you know, like rental income mm-hmm. or um, you know, dividends, stocks, bond dividends, uh, you know, that sort of stuff. They 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 have to pay tax on that passive income. Mm-hmm. But on you know, sort of active income like I said, salary or uh, independent contracting, mm-hmm. etc., they uh, they do not have to pay. Uh, tax on the first hundred thousand nice. dollars if if they uh, if they um, apply if they uh, right if they, they have to have
1: filed so so that Uncle mm-hmm. Sam knows where you are.
0: Exactly, Uncle Sam loves knowing where people are.
1: I know, I know. Well, speaking yeah. of Uncle Sam knowing where you are, and this is just kind of one of those random, you know. Sometimes I ask strange questions because my mind sure. goes in strange directions. Do you still have to have in some way a permanent residence address here? I mean, you know, like your mom, your dad, you
0: know? Uh, no, not necessarily. Um, you know, you it's actually almost preferred, I mean, technically, to, to, to put a foreign address in the United States. Okay. You know, the problem is, is that, you know, I have clients living right, like even me personally in Colombia. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, the mail systems are just not like where they are in the States. Right. So, I actually generally recommend people to put a U.S. address, mm-hmm. you know, but of somebody that they know will be diligent about checking mail for them. Right. Uh, just in case that they do receive something in the mail mm-hmm. in, the, in, the, uh, in the U.S. I mean, like I said, it's not a requirement. Sometimes it's almost preferred to put a foreign address, but mm-hmm. you just want to make sure you get the mail, right? right. I mean, you know, obviously you want to make sure if there's an issue with the IRS that you are, uh, you know, that you're abreast of that situation mm-hmm. and that you're, uh, you're receiving the proper mail well so uh, that's and there's, you know,
1: there's there's other reasons to have that address um you know so, mm-hmm. so that people can reach you you know all those various things you know if you're still incorporated in the united states you know they you need a registered agent you know all those various mm-hmm. things so see i i do kind of know some of this stuff yay
2: yeah, you um, know a little bit
1: but i it's i know just enough to be dangerous would be the problem right. <laughs> you know, and, and and but this also goes you you have clients that are retirees that are living abroad. Mm-hmm. So, yep. you know, there's there's obviously all sorts of reasons for people to not be in the United States. But that kind of begs the first yeah. question, is there yeah. a time frame where, you know, and and it, that you have to be out of the United States for a certain period of time so that you're not just considered basically to be on vacation.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So um In order to qualify for the foreign earned income exclusion, there are two ways to qualify. So it's an either or scenario, meaning one way is if you're outside of the U.S. for more than 330 days in a 365-day period, right? So you can only be in the United States for 35 days. Mm -hmm. Um, This is what's called the physical presence test. Mm -hmm. So what it means is, again, it's a 365-day period, so it doesn't need to be calendar year, right? So meaning, let's say I leave. Uh, July 1st of, of 2017 mm-hmm. and fast forward to July 1st of 2018. And if I'm outside the United States for 330 days in that period, then I qualify. Right. So right. again, like the latter half of 2017 and the mm-hmm. first half of 2018, we do kind of a pro rata calculation, if you will. Um, and, um, and yeah, and then I, I would be able to exclude, you know, basically a hundred thousand dollars worth of income for that okay. period. Uh, that's one thing. And, you know, again, so it's kind of for people that, you know, let's say are a little more nomadic, um, or, you know, don't kind of have a, you know, like a, what's called known as a bona fide residency in another country. Maybe mm-hmm. again, they're kind of nomadic or whatnot, or mm-hmm. they want to play it safe. Um, the other, the other, uh, test uh, that you could qualify is called the bona fide residence test. And again, that just means that you need to be a resident of another country, right? So having a visa, having a, a local bank account, um, Having a long-term lease or a home there, you know, mm-hmm. maybe your spouse and their family is from there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you have like health insurance. You 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 have a, you know, gym membership, library card. You know, you you could pay tax there, obviously. Right. You don't have to, but you could. Mm-hmm. You know, these sort of, you know, and it's kind of checking these boxes, and it's not very cut and dry. Meaning, you know, as long as you kind of qualify for for a few of those and have that sort of documentation, you're essentially a bona fide resident. Mm-hmm. And the advantage of, of, of claiming bona fide residence, as opposed to the other one, physical presence, is that you um, you could go back to the United States for more than 35 days, mm-hmm. right? So, again, it doesn't mean, oh, I get my residency in Panama, and I go there for a week, and I'm a bona fide resident in Panama. No. You have to you have to really be living in Panama right. or wherever. You right? have, you you have know, to it put down roots. You routes. could go back for, mm-hmm. yeah, it means you, you could go back for, you know— 60 90 days i mean you know even more if, mm-hmm. you know you have some sort of family issue or a work project or whatever you know but, but as long as you have this sort of intent to remain to this far in this foreign country and yeah you have those sort of roots then uh then you qualify so mm-hmm. either one of those tests you get the first hundred thousand dollars free and of course uh yeah like i said it's a substantial tax savings right. and and you know you wouldn't have to file a state tax return either right mm-hmm. so you get the, the, the money uh, saved on the federal and then also by not paying uh, state tax.
1: Right. Well, and it's interesting that especially the 35 day thing, um, I have a friend who is a high school uh, history teacher and mm. several years ago, she her school actually her school completely closed down. And, you know, she was at that age where she didn't really want to retire yet, but, you know, and, and wasn't sure what she was going to do, single. And so she got tied into the State Department. Um, you know, there's obviously a big process that, that she had to go through. But, <clears throat> excuse me, she ended up teaching for two years in Dubai. And wow. then uh, she's uh, she's on her third year now teaching in China. And, you know, so she's got that 35 day rule that she's going with because, you know, she's obviously just temporarily over there and and things like that. And I know one of the things that she really watches is when she comes back to the United States, what her travel schedule is. Um, She gives herself a cushion on either day. So that way, if something happens, she doesn't get in trouble. Um, So typically she's only here for like 30 days, um, Mm -hmm. you know, and and. Now, you know, yes. she loves it, but you know, she said it's it's pretty tricky. And and so far she's never had to worry about things like an emergency where she has to come back longer and and um but I just thought that was so interesting that, you know, she can be gone, but she can't be back here for more than 35 days.
0: Mhm. And you know, it's a, it's a really good point because you really should leave yourself cushion. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, listen, uh, you know, I mean, yeah, like uh, you know, there's a cancellation on a flight or a delay. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a very, it's a very strict rule when it comes to those 35 days. Mm-hmm. And obviously, if you miss that rule, you know, it could cost you
1: a pretty big penny, right? right? So mm-hmm.
0: I think the big thing is, you know, leaving that cushion because A, if you, um, even if you pass through the United States on transit, it, mm-hmm. it counts as a day. Right. Or even like I always give the example, you know, let's say you're flying from, uh, you know, Chicago to, to Mexico and your flight leaves at a, at 11, uh, mm-hmm. 11 p.m. at night, right? And so by the by the time the clock strikes twelve midnight, and that's the other day, you're still over U.S. airspace, right? So that actually still counts mm-hmm. as a day in the United States being over our airspace, right? So, um, you know, yeah, they're they're real uh, they're real stringent on that, mm-hmm. and, and it's totally true. You really do need to you really want to learn, you know, leave a little bit of cushion because, um, yeah, like I said, it, it'll cost you.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and, and it really, I, I just thought that was fascinating. And to be honest, when she told me, I'm like, yeah, right. And then, you know, it's like, oh, no, that yeah. really is true. Uh, I, it, I thought it was kind of an excuse to not come back. <laughs> but you know, it turns out, no, there's a really big reason for it. Um, you know, and, and, and that was one of the things that really played into her decision to move or to not move. Because, you know, it was like, well, you know, she has aging uh, parents, all these various things. You know, was she going to mm-hmm. be able to come back when she needed to, and um, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's something for people to consider. Whether you know, if you're moving to to you know, I I have quite a few people I've talked with recently who are digital nomads. Um, you know, it's mm-hmm. great if you're a millennial, if you're you know somebody who's fairly young, but for those of us who are <clears throat> a little more mature, you know, we are thinking about mm-hmm. what if we have to come back because a parent is ill. Or, you know, all those various things. And, and you hate to be saying, well, you know what, mom, you got to get better because I got to go back.
0: <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, totally. And I mean, that's why, um, you know, if you have the potential to claim the bona fide residency, it's worth it. Right. right? Because it gives you that sort of flexibility mm-hmm. to go back mm-hmm. um, and that peace of mind as opposed to, to, to counting your days. So, I mean, it's all a trade off. Right. I mean, yeah. Like and, and obviously, Um, you know, every situation is quote unquote different when it comes to these sort of things and, you know, kind of trying to plan it out.
1: Mm -hmm. Right. So what are some of the other issues that you see with people, you know, besides just, you know, I mean, clearly there are probably going to be people who try to cheat the system. We're not talking to them. Those are bad people. Um, And and I tell people, don't mess with the IRS. I mean, you know, you just don't want to do that. So but what are some of the other issues that come up that people just really don't have any knowledge about? And then they, they, you know, they can can get themselves in big trouble.
0: Yeah, right. So. You know you, you have the foreign income exclusion, and then of course, the other aspects just to be aware of is 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 if you are paying taxes in, in another country, the foreign tax credit mm-hmm. um and getting credit for that. but I think that the the other sort of big issue um that we see, and yeah that we 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 also do see people you know being confused and unaware of is the fact that you do have to also report your foreign assets and your foreign bank accounts oh. right so anyone um that uh that has over ten thousand dollars at any point in time, uh, cumulatively uh, on their bank accounts, has to report those bank accounts. So, mm-hmm. for example, let's say uh, I have two bank accounts, and um, you know the highest balance on one account is uh, you know five thousand dollars in June, and then the highest balance on another account is six thousand dollars in December. Mm-hmm. You know, if you sum those up, it's eleven thousand. So it, it 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 meets the requirement, the mm-hmm. threshold so that i have to report uh, both of those bank accounts okay um and that form is called the f bar
2: mm-hmm. and
0: so you have that form um and then you also have another form called 88 uh, 8938 mm-hmm. um and that's also for reporting not just bank accounts but any other sort of um uh foreign financial assets right so you know stocks and bonds um or or even private loans uh pensions uh you know foreign trusts or companies i mean mm-hmm. so it's really just you know really most things uh most investments if you will um so it's important that people realize that yeah if they have if they move abroad they have to uh they have to report these assets um and if you if you set up a business abroad or like i said you have a foreign trust mm-hmm. you know all these sort of things need to be reported on the various forms right and so anytime you uh you know, are thinking about dabbling in either moving abroad or even investing abroad, right? Because we have a lot of people that want to mm-hmm. just diversify and invest elsewhere and uh, or maybe have a second home elsewhere, etc. Um, yeah, they have to be aware of, you know, it's perfectly fine, right? It's completely legal to uh, to invest your money elsewhere, right? You obviously should do what you, you want to do. Mm-hmm. But. Um, in doing so, you just need to be aware of the reporting requirements. Right. And you know, make sure you're, uh, you're doing everything and, and, and checking your T or crossing your T's and dotting your I's, and uh, and then it's all fine, no problem. Right.
1: Well, you know, and, and it's interesting, when I took our, our stuff to our, our uh, CPA to do our taxes for this year, one of the forms that we had to fill out said that we did not have foreign investments, um, you know, and, mm-hmm. and that's, she said, yep, that's just pretty much standard anymore, um, especially, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm you know... It, it's, you know, there's clearly, you know, that form's not filled out for every single person in the United States, but, uh, you know, right. it was, that kind of surprised me that we had to sign that form. And so then you're thinking, oh my gosh, will I invest in this mutual fund and what if they invest in, it's like, oh, that just gets very confusing. Um, but, um, but yeah, it's, and, and obviously tax law gets very complicated. Um, and then you mm-hmm. have things where they make major changes like they did this year, uh, you know, and, right. and so to, you know, f- that's just why I don't, you know, if you're in the United States or not in the United States, unless you really are able to use the easy form, it may mm-hmm. be to everybody's benefit to to at least consult somebody when you get ready to fill out your taxes, because you want to make sure you get back as much as you deserve. And yes, that you pay what you're supposed to.
0: Right, right. No, it's, it's 100% true. I mean, and, and there's, there's, I mean, there, there's, could, we could go down the full rabbit hole here, but, uh, you know. I don't want to make your your listeners head explode, but I mean, you know, it's just, it's about being aware. It is about kind of, you know, just talking to somebody, even if you mm-hmm. want to do it yourself to, you know, just kind of be aware of these issues or aware of how certain things apply to your, uh, your situation or, you know, just kind of, you know, even if it's them reviewing it or, or what have you, mm-hmm. because um, this stuff is complicated. Um, there's a lot of rules. Uh, they're definitely changing a lot. Um, and, uh, yeah, like I said, I mean, this is also kind of a focus of the IRS actually, Mm -hmm. as far as like,
1: you know,
0: people, uh, you know, who are investing abroad and having foreign Mm -hmm. bank accounts and foreign income. Right. So
1: you know, and, and folks, we're not right. talking about the people who are hiding money with foreign accounts. That's, you know, that, that happens, right. all, I, you know, that's that's TV program stuff. You know, mm-hmm. We're talking about people who are legitimately investing abroad, um, you know, all those various things, because, you know, there are some very, very good investments abroad. So, you know, you want to take advantage of those. But again, back to Uncle Sam, he wants his, his share.
0: Yep. Yeah, exactly. He wants his share. He wants to know about, it. I mean, you know. Listen, you can make the argument big brother's watching over me, but it is what it is. And mm-hmm. and, and, and and frankly, it's not just the U.S. I mean, all the governments right. are, uh, you know, kind of taking action as far as, uh, you know, kind of monitoring your, uh, you know, their citizens' uh, mm-hmm. behaviors and, and banking, et cetera. And I mean, it, we just live in a world where there's just no secrecy anymore. Right. right. And, and, and and people need to, you know, accept that and, 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 and be in compliance and just move on and focus on uh, on other things, because it, it's. It's just a fact of life. And, uh, you know, whether it's, yeah, with the foreign bank accounts or people, you know, coming, coming to me now with, uh, you know, oh, I sold all this crypto, you know, Bitcoin, blah, mm-hmm. blah, and I don't want to report it. It's like, no, I mean, you should report it because, you know, even though even that's new, mm-hmm. that stuff is also kind of under the government's watch and and, and they're, they're monitoring it. So it's just better safe than sorry to, you know, sleep better at night. You know, report everything. If you need it, hire a professional or get some counsel, and uh and yeah, and just go on with your right. life.
1: Right? You know, and and you know, for for those of us in a certain generation, you know, Al Capone was not brought down by anything except tax code. I mean, you know, right. and, and 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 you know, we laugh about it, but yeah, I mean, IRS, they're pretty good at doing their job.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, they have the power, right? I mean, they have the power mm-hmm. to seize bank accounts and right. assets, etc. You know, mm-hmm. so it's. It's not a, yeah, I mean, it's not a joke.
1: Mm-hmm. Is there a difference if you're, if you're working abroad, if you are self-employed, or if you work for, and actually this is going to be a two-part question, a U.S.-based company abroad or a, a true foreign company? I mean, does is is there really any difference, or does it all just roll back into the same rules?
0: Um, no, you know what? That's a great question, and it's really good to clarify that. So, um, you know, again, kind of to go back into the sort of foreign income exclusion, the first a hundred, it's actually a hundred and four thousand this year, for hundred and four thousand tax free, mm-hmm. um, in those three scenarios. So if you, if you work for yourself, um, you generally, and you get like a 1099 miscellaneous or, or whatnot, or, you, you know, you, you, you fill out what's known as schedule C, mm-hmm. um, you pay two taxes, right? You pay the income tax mm-hmm. and that's what's subject to the foreign income exclusion.
2: Okay.
0: However, you also pay something uh known as self-employment tax. Mm. Self-employment tax is essentially uh like 15% of your net income from your 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 self-employed business, mm-hmm. right? And and what self-employment tax really is is it's it's to cover Medicare and Social Security for people right. that are uh, that are self-employed, mm-hmm. right? So important thing to note about the 100,000 tax free is that that does not include self employment tax? So even if you are living abroad, you qualify, etc. You make over the under the um, 104,000 exclusion, mm-hmm. you would still be subject to self employment tax. So right. sh- one should 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 plan that accordingly. Mm-hmm. Right, um, You might
1: eventually be back in the U.S. and want to draw social security and all those various right.
0: things. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, in the other scenarios, if you are um, if you're an employee of a of a U.S. company. Um, you know you'd still proceed to get a w two mm-hmm. and you would still proceed to uh, to get the Medicare and Social Security taken out of your paycheck right
1: just and like so, if you were here
0: right exactly so that doesn't matter either so you could be living abroad, you could qualify for the foreign income exclusion you'll be able to get um your uh, your your hundred thousand uh, you know your income tax on your first hundred thousand mm-hmm. on on income, but you will still pay Medicare and Social Security regardless mm-hmm. right. Right. So that also, again, doesn't, doesn't change. Mm-hmm. Um, and in fact, for people that are W-2, um, and they do live abroad and they're confident that they live abroad and qualify for the foreign income exclusion, there's actually a form that they could do to, so that they don't get the, uh, income tax withheld. Mm-hmm. So you could kind of just have a bigger paycheck. Um, or you could obviously choose to just have the, the income tax, uh, federal income tax withheld from your paycheck and get the, the refund. But ah. again, you'll still, you'll still make the, uh, you still have to pay Medicare and Social Security. Mm-hmm. Now, in your third scenario, if you are working for a foreign company abroad, mm-hmm. then um, then you're not subject to Social Security and Medicare, right? right. Because you are working for a, a, a non-U.S. company, and, mm-hmm. and it, it essentially falls um, outside of, of U.S. jurisdiction. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, again, you get that first $100,000 tax free and you also... Um, Get a you know don't have to pay Medicare and Social Security. So if you have the option um, to work for a foreign company, if your employer kind of you know, has various options, et cetera, then you might want to consider doing that if you want to save on uh, Medicare and Social Security. Mm-hmm. Right. But I mean, it depends. You know, some people want to obviously put put money in that and and you know make sure that they're getting their credits and 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 to get Social Security. But other people, you know, may may think that it's uh, better off and. Extra money is better off in their hands, uh, you know, investing in their own things.
1: Mm-hmm. So. Right. And again, you know, best to, to find somebody that uh, you can consult with, like Vincenzo, who, you know, who can walk you through the scenarios to tell you, yeah, because it, it it does come back to we want to keep as much money as we can. You <laughs> And yeah,
0: so- no, it's, it's, it's <laughs> the legal right. I mean, I, I forgot there was a one of the I think the signers of the, uh, the Constitution said, like, it's your legal right to pay as little tax as possible, right? right? I mean, Mm -hmm. it's not, it's not unconstitutional, it's actually a right. Mm -hmm. But, um, but of course, yeah, in in a fair um, and, 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 and and ethical and correct manner. Mm -hmm. Um, So again, yeah, exploring, you know, different optimization strategies. I mean, you know, we've also set up, you know, foreign structures, uh, you know, similar to what like the Apples and Googles have, right? Mm -hmm. Where if you're, you know, you, you could kind of Run everything through a a foreign company. And as long as you're, you know, not living in the United States and there's no sort of U.S. people managing Mm -hmm. it, et cetera. Um, you know, you're allowed to have a foreign company and not, and, 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 and and achieve this sort of offshore tax deferral Mm -hmm. strategy. And again, not be employed of this foreign company, um, and, and not pay, you know, social security and Medicare, Mm -hmm. et cetera. I mean, again, these are strategies that, uh, that Apple and, and and Google and all these, you know, uh, big companies with the, you know, high price lawyers have been doing for, for decades. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, 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 um, you know, regular citizens could do that too if they qualify and, and, and they meet the requirements. Right. You know, so it's just being aware of, of things. And, uh, and yeah, and if, if it works, it works. If it doesn't, then, um, you know, again, just kind of, uh, see what, what you can do that, that, that could help you optimize. Mm-hmm.
1: Right. Well, one of the things you mentioned is kind of one of those new things that has come about, and that's bitcoins and the cryptocurrencies, Mm. because they're – I had somebody describe them to me as not real. (laughs) But, of course, they're real because people are (laughs) using them. But there are, okay, they confuse me. <laughs> you know, I don't invest in Bitcoin, obviously. Yeah. Um, and, and it was funny, I heard a commercial on the radio, Bitcoin 2.0, get in at the ground level for just $5. And I'm thinking, okay, I didn't do Bitcoin 1.0, so I'm not going to yeah, do right. Bitcoin 2.0. But how does Bitcoin work? Or real sure. cryptocurrencies?
0: Well, um. You know, cryptocurrencies, again, I mean, it's like a decentralized currency, so people could, uh, can use it to, um, you know, pay each other um, Mm -hmm. with it as opposed to cash. I mean, let's put it from like a tax perspective. I mean, it's, from a tax perspective, uh, cryptocurrency is kind of, um, you know, the same as as, as a stock or bond, right? Mm -hmm. Meaning, you know, when you receive it or when you buy it, that's... uh, that's your cost basis. Mm -hmm. And then when you sell it, that's your, your, your sale basis, that's your proceeds. And again, you're kind of, uh, uh, taxed at at, at long-term or short-term capital gains, depending Mm -hmm. on if you own Bitcoin or any of these currencies for, for over, uh, for over one year. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, again, it's kind of like the same as again, if I said, okay, you know what, I'll give you what Apple stock for your services or or I'll trade you this for that. I mean, Mm -hmm. and, um, yeah, you know, listen. I'm not going to say I'm a I'm a believer or not in Bitcoin. I mean, I I think um I think this sort of quote unquote like the blockchain technology and the and the and the and the, and the, and the technology under Bitcoin and these cryptocurrencies is is kind of here to stay. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to get into it because I'm I'm not even going to hold myself as a as a full expert on on all this sort of thing. Um, but I mean, I do think it's fascinating. And again, we we help a lot of people in the space with doing their taxes. Mm-hmm. But you know, again, the, the technology is here to stay. Um, the only thing I could have likened it to was kind of like the dot-com boom, right. um, you know. Where listen, I mean, you had all these, you know, Pets.com and all these really crap websites that never did anything. Mm-hmm. But hey, I mean, we still have the World Wide Web, and you know, you still have the Googles and Yahoos of the world right. that are that are doing quite well. So people that got in on the like, ground up on that sort of stuff obviously, you know, worked out well. So mm-hmm. listen, I mean, there's a lot of things to iron out in the crypto space. Um and I don't know if Bitcoin's here to stay or, or Ethereum or any of these. I mean I think, you know, again, there's gonna be some winners, there's gonna be some losers, and in the and, and it's gonna be a wild ride to just kinda see how things uh develop. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, listen, if people have the uh the little bit of the understanding and have the stomach to to to, to go through the ups and downs, and sure. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. invest in it or put a little bit of money in it, see what happens.
1: Right.
0: uh but uh
1: Uh, And it's like any type of investment. You really should be diversified, you know, and, 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 you know, between high risk, low risk, you know, all those various things. And, and part of that depends obviously on your age, you know, younger people do tend to invest in more risky things. And, you know, when, when we're getting closer to retirement age, it's like, you know what? No, let's not do that. Um, But, you know, so, so dabble a bit in it is, you know, and, and, you know, try it, see if you make money there. And if you don't, you know, it's, and it's always one of those, if you, if you can't stand a bit lose that, then you should be investing that there. Right, totally. Um, so. Yeah. So
0: cool. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's interesting. I mean, yeah, like maybe invest a little bit. I mean, I think the other big thing about it is, um, you know, you really want to be kind of aware of the, of the security aspects, mm-hmm. um, you know, and there's stuff called like cold storage and where you're like putting it on a, like a, like a USB pen drive or, mm-hmm. or, 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 yeah, or, or, something kind of you know physical that you hold onto it. I mm-hmm. mean, that's kind of safer than putting it in a quote-unquote wallet, which is like something online through a website. Mm-hmm.
2: Right. I don't but know if you do be this. It's yeah.
0: yeah, that's the thing. I think 40% of all Bitcoins have been stolen, mm-hmm. right? So, I mean, it's, it's risky, right? It's risky kind of from an investment perspective, but also from a uh, from a, from a security and hacking perspective. So mm-hmm. just kind of, you know, listen, be aware, and, and yeah, don't invest in anything that you you're not, you know, going to risk losing or getting stolen because yeah. that happens too.
1: Right. You know, it's it's funny. The people who listen to my program a lot know that you know one of my favorite programs is The Big Bang Theory, and they had an episode about Bitcoin, and and they had you know not done it on the wallet, they had it on a a thumb drive, and then of course lost yeah. the thumb drive, and so it was this you know, and and then you know somebody found it and paid ten dollars for it at a garage sale, and it had you know lots and lots of money and bitcoins on there, um, but but yeah, you know, it's just it's one of those things, like you said, maybe here to stay. I'm sure it's going to go through many iterations and changes, you know, things like that sure. happen. And, and so it's just, you know, if you, if that's something you're investing in, again, you know, pay attention, get a little knowledgeable and don't invest more than you can afford to lose.
0: Exactly. Agreed.
1: So, you know, one of the things that my friend, you know, the, the teacher uh, was thinking about was, you know, should she set up a trust? How, you know, what the heck does she do with her money? So why would someone want to set up a trust if they're working abroad?
0: Yes. Yeah, so trusts are, um, good for, for a couple of things. You know, one is, is asset protection, right? Mm-hmm. So if you, um, you know, work or had worked in a, uh, you know, in a very, uh, litigious environment, then, uh, this would be something where you, you could potentially protect these assets, right? Mm-hmm. So to give you an example, I had a, um, I had a lawyer, uh, uh, no, not a lawyer, sorry, a doctor who, um, you know, he was, he was ready to retire. He sold his practice mm-hmm. and with the proceeds of his practice, he put it in a, uh, in a trust in Belize and, uh, you know, he had different investments, et cetera. Six months after he sold it, you know, one of his former employees that kind of saw, you know, the big sale and wasn't happy with it or for mm-hmm. whatever reason, um, decided to come after him Eek. with some frivolous lawsuits mm-hmm. and, um, and, 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 and then, uh, and then obviously they went to court. mm mm-hmm. And then uh, it was said that, you know, all of the money from, uh, from these proceeds of sale is in his Belize trust. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you know anything about kind of these sort of lawsuits, whether it's, uh, you know, someone who's after somebody for, you know, ambulance chasing or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's usually that all the, the retainers and um, all the lawyers in those cases generally um, work on a uh, like a, a split, right, where it's like, right. OK, you give me one third and you keep two thirds. Mm -hmm. And so when the lawyers found out, uh, that my client, the doctor, you know, had all the proceeds in the, uh, in the Belize trust, Mm -hmm. of course, all of a sudden it wasn't worth their while to go through the court fees and spend their time to, to go after something, um, that wasn't in the United States because Mm -hmm. they'd have to go down to Belize or hire a Belizean lawyer, et cetera. So, you know, again, and and, and if, if you, if, if, if asset protection is, 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 is something that, um. It was very important to you, um, and that you, you know, are afraid of, of getting in trouble or, or, or having, you know, someone come after your assets, then, uh, mm-hmm. then, a, then a foreign trust is good. Um, and like I said, we generally recommend Belize, uh, St. Kitts, Nevis, uh, the Cook Islands, et cetera. Mm-hmm. These are, these are some of the jurisdictions that have the strongest laws. Um, but, you know, again, the, w- with that also comes, uh, substantial fees. So, um, if you're, you know, and fees, meaning, uh, you know, anywhere from five, ten, fifteen thousand dollars to set up these things, these trusts. Mm-hmm. So if you're only gonna put like fifty thousand dollars, I mean, it's probably not right. worth it. If you're mm-hmm. gonna put, you know, a few hundred or half a million or or more, uh, then yes, it, it it it's it's gonna be worth it. So I mean, it's primarily these trusts are primarily good for asset protection and also, of course, uh, succession planning and making mm-hmm. sure that uh, you know, the kids and the grandkids are are getting the money and, and, right. and it's being allocated appropriately.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. Which is the reason why, you know, in, in many cases we do trust in the, in the United States.
0: Right. Right, exactly.
1: So now it, it, I'm looking through your blog as, as we're talking about this. What happens when you're an expat and you're married to a, a, an actual foreign citizen? You know, how much does that change everything?
0: Yeah, so if you're an expat uh, married to a foreign person, then you uh, you you really have the decision um, if you, you want to uh, include this person on your tax return or not.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And um, you know, as I kind of stated before, I mean, if you if you do include someone on your tax return, then they're going to have to go through the whole rigmarang of of reporting their foreign bank accounts, their mm-hmm. foreign assets and companies, et cetera. So you know, you you add up obviously their income,
1: mm-hmm. right?
0: So if your spouse makes more than you, or even I mean, makes anything. Um, then you have to think about, OK, well, that that might be taxable. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, generally, I would say general rule of thumb, I don't recommend uh, people um, include their foreign spouse only because, like I said, I mean, they're going to have to disclose all that spouse's mm-hmm. bank info, bank statement, bank accounts, et cetera.
1: And but, they're going to be paying their own taxes in that country. Right, so. exactly.
0: Mm-hmm. But, I mean, again, there are there are times, I mean, married filing jointly generally is is good in some cases. So let's say that the spouse isn't working and you're a high-income earner, then, yeah, you are going to get a preferential tax rate if you do uh, claim your foreign spouse. Um, and by doing so, yeah, you have to get what's known as a taxpayer ID number, and I-10. Mm-hmm. So you do have to go through that documentation. Um you know, but like I said, I mean, it, it does obviously depend on uh on uh the situation and 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 everyone's situation is different. But mm-hmm. you know, like I said, I mean, I I try not to uh to recommend foreign spouses unless you know we do an analysis and of course it works out in their, their favor. Mm-hmm. The other thing is to note is you only get one you only get one shot to re- to, 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 to 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 revoke that right. So meaning uh-huh. if you all of a sudden decide, hey, I'm going to include my foreign spouse. You can't just say, oh, you know, next year. Oh no, you know what? Not yeah, this never year, mind. <laughs> no, and then, and then, and then the year after. Oh, you know what? This year makes sense for me. Uh, no, it's like you get you get one election to include them, and you get one uh-huh. election to to revoke that.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So after you revoke that privilege, and you say you you can't go back. That's it. They're done.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You can't you can't claim a anymore. Your so, taxes. So it's a big decision, you mm-hmm. know, and it's something that you have to again think through, do an analysis, et cetera, to really make make it a. Uh, you know, make sure it's worthwhile. Because mm-hmm. I mean, the, the, the other side of it is, you know, some people, uh, you know, want to put assets in their foreign spouse's name because they don't want to report them to the IRS, right? Mm-hmm. And that's perfectly legal too. I mean, right. You know, you could have a bank account that you put in the, in the in the spouse's name, and and even if that bank account's making money or even mm-hmm. it holds cryptocurrency, whatever it is, and you know, you're not reporting that spouse on the U.S. tax return. And That's fine. And that income earned in that bank account that's in the name of that foreign spouse only is not taxable in the United States. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh so yeah, I mean, you know, like I said, there's advantages, disadvantages, and it it depends on the situation, but it mm-hmm. could it could potentially be good if you if you have a foreign spouse and don't want to put it stuff in their name or whatever. Don't want to report them on your your mm-hmm. tax. Mm-hmm.
1: Right, and then there's you know there's a, another level to this that you know we've only got about ten minutes left, so we're not even going to go there. But that's if you have dependents um, who might have dual citizenship or you know oh, hello, folks again. That's why you just hire this Don. Call Vincenzo. <laughs> that's me. <laughs> um, so let's you know let let's talk about um some non-tax things. Colombia. Why on earth did you decide to live in Colombia?
0: Columbia, I love Columbia. No, I mean, listen, I I I lived in so I, to, to kind of finish the the previous story too. I mean, I, I lived in Argentina, so once mm-hmm. I decided I, I wanted to do expat taxes, and and I really do, you know, truly like what I do, and I get mm-hmm. to meet awesome people, and I, you know, even when I get to travel around the world, I get to meet you know clients in person, and it, it is actually super cool and mm-hmm. and super uh, super rewarding to help people, you know, save money on their taxes and think of these issues, mm-hmm. um, but. Uh, I, I did. I lived in um, I lived in Argentina for a few years. Mm-hmm. Um, it grew my practice. You know, my, my business partner came down and we started hiring people, and um, lived in Brazil for a little while too. And then um, and then around four years ago, I uh, I came to Colombia to Medellin. Mm-hmm. And um, you know what? Obviously, everyone thinks about Medellin because people have seen the show Narcos and people right. heard about. And we're the scared of it. Or, I mean, it's <laughs>
1: like, really? You and live
0: enough, there? <laughs> you know what? And, and it's fair because, you know what? In the 90s, you know, this was a war zone.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: in fact, um, I, I heard the other day that, in, and I think it was 91, mm-hmm. you know, they, they, in this city, in Medellin, mm-hmm. 6,000 people died of gun violence. Oh, wow. And it's actually a record mm-hmm. for, you know, just regular casualties, you know, not war, but, you know, regular casualties. Mm-hmm. in the city. And, and so... Um, it was bad, mm-hmm. but you know the beautiful part is the people of Medellin, the Pisces, as they're known, have, mm-hmm. uh, have really, really came together and really cleaned up the city. Mm-hmm. And uh, now it's it's a lovely, lovely place to live. Um, it's called the City of Eternal Spring, mm-hmm. so it's literally 75 degrees Fahrenheit all oh, wow. year round. Oh. It's in the mountains. You know, it's very good. Uh, you know, value for your money. So you have a lot of retirees, a lot of people on Social Security coming down mm-hmm. here. You have a lot of you know digital nomads mm-hmm. um, and people that are just starting their business. Um, you know that that, that 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 you know obviously you know, maybe couldn't afford to live in the states or really want to put all their money into building their business that are coming down here, mm-hmm. and and people that just you know want a want a nice quality life mm-hmm. in a wonderful city with extremely friendly and beautiful people. And uh, like I said, I mean it's a real it's a real joy to live here. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know I do advise you know, people to, to come and experience it for themselves. Um, because, um, yeah, because it's a great place and it's obviously not, you know, what it was, uh, you know, 20, 30 years ago Mm -hmm. with that. And it's really kind of really, I mean, it's, it's really gone undergone a a renaissance. Mm -hmm. Uh, and it's extremely exciting even for me being here, you know, the last four or five years kind of off and on initially and now living here full time to, uh, to see this, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? see uh, and to see the change that the, the transformation. Mm-hmm. So uh now is great. I mean the beach is great in Cartagena, Medellin in the mountains. <laughs> like I said, I mean I love I love South America and mm-hmm. you know so Medellin's kind of you know where I've I've, I've decided to, to build my base.
1: Right. Well, and I'm assuming that you come back to the states and visit family and you know mm-hmm. all those various <laughs> things. Yeah,
0: that that's the thing. I mean, you know, we still have a, a virtual office in New York. I mean, mm-hmm. I obviously still come back to New York and and have a lot of clients and family, and but it's easy. I mean, it's it's three hours from Miami, and so it's super easy to go. You know, just hop on the flight, get back to Miami, and then you know go anywhere in the world uh, from there. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, and that that's another part of it because you know, Argentina was just far. I mean, Argentina mm-hmm. was an right. hour, so it's easy to just kind of hop on the flight, three hours, mm-hmm. and boom, you're right. back in the US. So. Mm-hmm.
1: And, you know, like I said, when we were talking about, you know, you're still a youngster, you're not worried about, you know, your parents who are getting older and things like that, Um, you know, and and, but that is one of the things, you know, when I was talking to one of my friends who is a digital nomad, they had a parent who, you know, was was having some health issues. And it was a big concern to them was, you know, how fast could they get home? And, you yeah. know, luckily things worked out well and that was great. And, and, sure. but, you know, of course, then the other thing was when they first said, hey, we're going to go do this, it was, oh no, you shouldn't go do it. You shouldn't. And they said, you know, there's Skype, there's Zoom, there's all these various ways to stay in touch. And, you know, you probably visit just as much as if, you know, you live four states away. So, you know, it's, it was yeah. one of those things where, sure. yeah, the, the world has become a very small place because of technology. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes it really great. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, totally. No, I mean, and that's the thing. I mean, and, and for me, it's just like, hey, you know what? Yeah, you're still in touch with everyone via Facebook, et cetera. And like I said, it's just for me living here is easy because I did. I did actually feel a little bit, you know, not even guilty about my you know, parents, but even just like, you know, missing weddings and stuff right. like that, because it mm-hmm. was such a long and expensive flight.
1: Right. You, know, yeah. you like that cousin, but, but not $5,000 worth.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? But like a couple hundred dollars, sure. Like, I'll, uh-huh. you know, I'll come fly up. You know what I mean? And that's. That actually is another big advantage of -hmm. being so close.
1: Right, right. Well, you know, I'm, I'm looking through your, your um, website, and one of the things that impresses me is your team. You know, you have people mm-hmm. who are really around the world, you know, and, and so it's not, you know, it, I like that because, you know, you, you're not focused on just one specific area. You have people who are in Europe. You have people that are still in the States, um, you know, various other countries. So that allows you then to know about the what's happening in those areas.
0: Yep. Yep. And, you know, I think I don't even, I lost count, but I think we got like eight or nine languages between all of us. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, we're all very uh, well traveled. And I think that's part of it, right? Is if you're going to, you know, talk the talk, you have to walk the walk, right? Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, kind of, yeah, being aware of, 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 of the cultures of different countries and obviously mm-hmm. the, the local laws and, and kind of understanding, you know, just like the life as an expat or the, mm-hmm. you know, the life of, 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 of a, you know, living in another country or investing in another country. And that's kind of, you know, the the the, the type of people that obviously we look for when we're hiring and, and 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 of course, you know, kind of building a remote team, um, which has its challenges but really has its rewards. And you know, I obviously personally know everyone on the team and mm-hmm. you know, we have our our ways to 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 to, to, to communicate and, and, and be a team, even mm-hmm. though you know, not all of us are in the same office. Right. Um, you know, obviously due to the beauty of technology and uh no, it's worked out it's worked out tremendously, tremendously well. I mean, honestly, I feel like I'm very fortunate to uh to 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 to, to that that everything worked out mm-hmm. so great. But you know, listen, it, it doesn't come with that hard work, but right. you know, hard work pays off mm-hmm. and that's it. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Right. It's like uh one one of my favorite sayings is it's kinda like, you know, like luck, right? Like luck is when opportunity meets preparedness. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And so if you're as long as you're prepared and you're ready to work hard, then you know. Opportunities come and then, boom, you know, some good things happen.
1: Right. It was funny. I was about to say you're living the American dream, but you're in Colombia.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just yeah, living the dream, I, you know? <laughs> right,
1: right. You know, and, and I think that is something that, especially, it, it was funny. I was talking with somebody earlier that the millennial generation. Really is embracing the fact that they can live and work anywhere around the world, and they love yeah. it. Um you know, and, no, they and love it. Yeah.
0: yeah, you
1: know, it's.
0: And so I, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, I'm, I'm not the millennial, but I'm, I'm right on the tip. I'm 35, okay. but it's, you're, it's, you're
1: close enough. It's we'll fair. Can, yeah. I am close. <laughs>
0: Actually, they call myself the lost generation because I'm there's like a seven year gap where mm-hmm. I grew up like getting, you know, getting uh, getting dirty and playing outside, right. Yeah, you know, like towards, you know, like the end of high school, the mm-hmm. internet came, and so yeah. like I'm good at technology, so I, I feel like lucky that I've kind of been able to grow up on, right. you know, almost like the best of both worlds, mm-hmm. if you will. Yep. But uh, but no, but to your point, right? I mean, it, it's true, and and I tell this to everyone, which is, you know what? I mean, if you've always wanted to move abroad, you should. Mm-hmm. And you know, I mean, even when I was like little, you know, like a little kid, I mean, my, my family's from Italy, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, we'd go to Italy and I remember thinking about and hanging out with my family and meeting Italian friends and just being like, wow, like, this is so cool. You know, mm-hmm. like this co- culture is so different. But like, I, you know, even from then I was like, you know, I really want to move to Italy or, you know, move abroad. Right. And and obviously I, I did it. You know, I, I, I one day I, I said, you know, what, my job, screw it. And mm-hmm. uh, I left. Right. And um, and I think that, you know, if you really have that sort of gut feeling, you really should try it. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and listen, maybe it's hey, let me do this for a few months. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, let's yeah, like see what happens or, you know, again, maybe you don't like it or maybe um, you miss home, you miss your friends, family. I mean, it's not the easiest you move back. Yeah. Uh, you mm-hmm. move back. And that's mm-hmm. exactly my point is, you know what? you could always go back to, to doing the same thing. You know, mm-hmm. even if you leave your job, you just get a, get a new job. Right. Mm-hmm. But you'll never, you'll never live with that regret or that sort of, Oh, what if I did this? No, mm-hmm. you, you, you you'll, you'll look back on fondly on the experience, mm-hmm. you know, you move back and that was like, you know, a cool three months, six months, year, whatever. Right. And that's it. Do you know what I mean? Or, you know, you, it's like, you know, or you, or you, you, you take the uh, the blue pill and you move abroad and you never go back. I mean, mm-hmm. it's like it's like in the uh, I don't know, you know, like the Matrix, like where they they gave him, I think, the red or the blue pill, and right. red was like uh-huh. you know living like fantasy world, and blue mm-hmm. was like get to know the truth. Mm-hmm. And listen, I took the blue pill and like it mm-hmm. worked out. And I always I always joked that with my business partner because he's a little more conservative than I am, you know. But <laughs> he came down and he took the blue pill. And, like you know, here we are,
2: mm-hmm. you
0: know, seven years later, and we're doing. You know, we're doing great. And obviously, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm happy they did it. He's happy we did it. And, and that's that's my sort of, you could call my sermon, my, my message mm-hmm. to people, right. which is, hey, you know, try it. You might like it. And mm-hmm. if you don't, move back. And it'll be right. fine.
1: You know, and, and to wrap things up, if you decide to do that, you know, obviously, there are tax ramifications, you know, and, I, and I'm not being a Debbie Downer here, you know, folks. Um, we, we just need to keep those things in mind. You know, if you're if you're living and or working um, abroad, you know, there there are things that you just need to keep in mind. So you definitely want to reach out to someone like Vincenzo. So, Vincenzo, tell people how they find you online.
0: Yes, of course. So um, you could go to my website, online taxman um and you know just to tell everyone we offer a free consultation um you know just to kind of answer some questions and 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 for people to get to know us and us Mm -hmm. to get to know them and then you know we do give uh like a fixed fee quote based on the complexity of the situation Mm -hmm. but uh you know the point is go to the website onlinetaxman.com uh you can sign up for a uh for a consultation or you could email us at contact at Mm onlinetaxman.com and um and again just uh let us know if, if 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 anyone has any questions, and like I said, we're we're happy to help people. Um, you know, kind of explore these options, whether it's moving abroad, whether it's investing abroad, whether it's questions about you know what's what's Medellin like in April, you know, whatever it is. Uh, feel free to reach out, and, and and obviously I'm here to help people, and uh, and and yeah, and 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 if anything, you know, get good advice, whether it's from me or from somebody else, you know, because it is. It really is obviously a very complicated area, and, and, and there are, you know, ramifications of not doing it correctly, and you don't want to be kind of like, you know, woulda, coulda, shoulda sort right. of thing. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you're staring at like a thousand, you know, several And like we said,
1: times, don't you know? mess with the IRS. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I
0: honestly I'm, I love that. I've, I've, I'm going to start using that 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 line. Don't mess with the guy.
1: <laughs> well, I can't take credit for it. I heard somebody else say it.
2: <laughs>
1: right. Well, this has been absolutely fascinating, and you know, it, it really has. I hope, generated a lot of people to thinking about, you know, they could do this. This would be something they could do. Or if they are, are they doing it correctly? Um, you know, and, and so I am Deb Creer. I've been having a fabulous time talking with Vincenzo Velamina. And until next time, everyone have a great day.
0: Yes. Wonderful. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer. Join us next time for more real-life stories and techniques to power up your business.